Welcome back to another podcast episode, a special podcast episode, because this one involves the winner being announced of our latest giveaway, courtesy of MK Gallery. Mm. Um, but yeah, thanks for checking out another podcast. My name's Jamie, this is Luke, and we are Front Photography, the two guys behind Front Photography. Front, we are working on at the moment, Front is a digital platform, a website where you can create a profile, upload the best of your artwork, your photography, and sell it in print form to your lovely customers. And we'll do we'll deal with all the boring stuff, the printing, the packaging, the posting. And hopefully you guys can make some money from it. That's the plan anyway. Um, but yeah, more details to come. If you do want to check out what we've got so far, head over to our website. There'll be a link down below, but it's www.front.photography. Um, you can register to our mailing list there. Um, and that, you know, we don't send out many, well, we don't send out any emails whatsoever. We haven't, well, I think we sent out two in the last year. Um, but Luke, do you want to explain a little bit about what's going on with Front at the moment? No, not really. Um, no, we're okay. building front. We've, 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 you know, we change our mind a lot about what should be on there, what shouldn't be on there, how we should build it, where we, what, what tools we should use to build it, and that's why it's taking fucking ages to do. But you know, um, but if you're new around here, if you're new around here, you don't know that it's been taking ages. So thank you for all yeah, the yeah. New. yeah. Yeah, new supporters and thank you for the ones that have been yeah. waiting. But um, we're in the final stages, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, we just want it to be really good. So that's it. That's where we are. We're doing stuff. We're it's coming along. We're just we're just doing a few bits and bobs, and we we are actually enlisting a little bit of help with some of the more technical things that we're kind of struggling our way through at the moment. So, um, you know, that's it basically. Anyway, yeah, get on we'll with get it. it. On the podcast who did yeah. we talk to so we talked we spoke to alice agnes and alice from angus angus and alice yeah that's a tongue twister isn't it angus and alice who are two wonderful employees of mk gallery and mk gallery are currently exhibiting vivian meyer's work um which is awesome we went to see it it was really really good um it just so happened that it was a couple of months after I've been after I watched Finding Vivian Mayer. So MK Gallery, they're exhibiting Vivian Mayer's work at the moment. And it was really awesome to go see it. And we reached out to MK Gallery. Well, they reached out to us, I think, which is which is whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we've collaborated and they they very kindly um, offered some free tickets to go and see the exhibition. We appreciate not all of you will be able to actually travel to Milton Keynes gallery it's close to us um but if you can it's well worth checking out I'm not too sure when does the exhibit run to 25th September. of September September 25th so there's only a couple of weeks left really um but in this podcast episode we speak to them about Vivian Mayer about the the exhibition itself and a little bit about the gallery and also somewhere in the episode drum roll please is the announcement the winner of the giveaway so if you have or if you did enter the giveaway, thank you so much. Thank you for the continued support. Um, thank you to all you new people that have uh, entered and started following us. Yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode and stick around to the end as well. Stick around to the very end and you get to listen to me and Luke talk a little bit. That's Come on, great. <laughs> Hello. 
Um, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, do you guys want to kind of introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you kind of got into MK Gallery. So I've been at the gallery for three years, almost three years, as exhibition coordinator. Um, so my job is to look after all the nuts and bolts of an exhibition organizing them and coordinating them as the title suggests. Mm. Um, I was previously at galleries in London, um, but yeah, it was it's just really nice to contribute to something more local. So yeah. that's kind of why I've been at MK for so long. You, and, you're uh, from MK, is that right? You're from Milton Keynes? I'm from Northampton. Yeah, okay. yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. I remember you saying that, yeah, you're from Northampton, yeah. So is it... Yeah. In- guessing it's a little bit easier for you to get to every day rather than commuting. Oh yeah like commuting to London every day was just the worst so yeah it's definitely much better. Yeah that's cool so in terms of like the the actual exhibition that's going on at the moment the Vivian Mayer one the reason that we're kind of connecting at the moment what have you done to like is it, it like now the exhibition's kind of live and kind of going is there stuff that you have to do every day that's with that, yeah. or is it just like, well, I've got to leave it now as much as I don't want to, I've got to kind of let it run its course. Yeah, so um, I must admit, I'm like working on probably three or four exhibitions at any one time. So once the exhibition is up, it's usually self-sufficient, apart from if a projector breaks or, you know, um, something, you know, goes wrong. Or, yeah. But it's, um, yeah, so my job for the Vivian show at the moment is to make sure the artworks are safe. Yeah. in the right conditions and yeah the public are able to enjoy them so well we enjoyed it when we came to see it for sure <laughs> uh, I mean it's such a cool space as well like we'll get onto that in a little bit but I mean you enjoy your job by the sounds of it from from everything you do right yeah yeah and what about you Agnes how, how, what do you do there yeah so I'm um marketing manager so I look after kind of all the day-to-day aspects of marketing social media website web presence um, and I do bits of print and design as well Um, I've only been working at the gallery for about a year now I haven't worked at a gallery before but I've always wanted to sort of get into an arts job or work in the arts in some way Um, yeah saw the job advertised and couldn't apply quick enough really and just yeah really pleased I'm here now Um, working on great exhibitions like this one and uh, yeah like Alice said we've got exhibitions planned for the next kind of couple of years um so yeah always moving quickly and uh yeah it's great am, am i right in saying as well like the, like mk gallery that it's kind of changed quite dramatically over the last kind of couple of years or so is that right yeah so the gallery originally opened in 1999 i believe um but in 2019 it sort of reopened and rebranded and had a big expansion um which includes a kind of big auditorium um which hosts cinema films um you know we use it for venue hire as well um gigs and stuff like that um so yeah 2019 we sort of reopened and expanded and since then we've been able to host kind of uh if i'm right in saying other sort of bigger exhibitions by you know more well-known artists like obviously vivian mayer more recently we've had uh laura knight who was a um kind of 20th century painter um Paula Rago as well uh and George Stubbs to name a few um so yeah I mean since then we've uh we've had some fairly major exhibitions which has been great yeah that's so cool because I, I, I know it sounds random like I've always skateboarded right so 
I always thought of MK Gallery as like that's where I used to skateboard outside, not inside. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't have the balls to do that, but <laughs> I used to skateboard all the way around. Like because obviously there's been like reconstruction in the last couple of years, isn't there? There used to be like this little ledge around the back that was like curvy, and then there was like the yeah. curved stairs and. <laughs> Get there for hours, hours and hours. You'll get quite a lot of skaters actually, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always think Milton Keynes has got it right, right? Because like you look after the local community, like the the, the things that you do for what well, the things you do to help support the, the local art community is is phenomenal in all areas, right? And I feel like that's how you've got to where you're at today from having that local support. Um I, I was actually talking about it the, the other day, saying, you know, we're going to catch up and actually record a podcast for you guys. And they were like, yeah, they've always supported us whenever we, anything we've wanted to do. Because is there a couple of, like, open space? Because you've got the main gallery, but then you've also got some little kind of, like, studio spaces around the building. Is, is that right? And that's Yeah, just- they're run by, um, uh, well, it's mainly run by Rasheen, and that's kind of like a space where, you know, any anybody can submit an application to exhibit there um and that's can either be group shows or solo shows or anything so and we also run um like an open call exhibition every well it was every few years but because of covid etc it's been pushed back a little bit but um that's where you know anybody anybody from all over the world can submit work and they get to go into the main gallery spaces yeah yeah it's all we're always really trying to think about how to incorporate the community and you know, see how everyone can be involved in what we're doing. Because Milton Keynes as well is quite like a artistic kind of place, right? Like you, even where you are, even where the gallery is, it's in like the the art quarter, if you like. I don't know what what the official name for it is, but um, is I know the theatre district. The, yeah, is it it it's yeah. still called the theatre district. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if that was still the technical term because I know you've got like like the food court kind of next year as well uh, and then you've got like the snow dome and stuff over the way as well right mm. yeah yeah that's right yeah um and also probably something i didn't mention but um the the kind of design of the building and all the branding behind it is all based upon a a vision uh of milton Keynes, which um somebody called helmet jacoby um kind of came up with in the I think it was in the 80s he sort of envisioned what it was going to be like with uh you know sort of this grid system and uh, I mean some of it has kind of materialized but yeah a lot of the branding of the gallery is kind of based upon his original identity which um it's quite interesting there's lots you can read up on um but yeah there's kind of thought that that went into everything Mm. that's cool so you're learning the history of the actual gallery as well as the history of whatever is being exhibited there right yeah yeah i mean the building itself it's um it's won a couple of architectural awards as well so i mean it it's um you know there's lots to explore and lots of little things you can look at so um yeah it's it's really interesting so obviously you you two have both got to have a passion to work in this kind of industry right whether it be you know, painters, photographers, whatever it might be, yeah. But to work at the gallery, you're going to see lots of cool work all the time, right? And it's going to be be very varied. Are you kind of expected to kind of learn everything and become experts in a short amount of time? Or is it just a case that sometimes you're like, I have no interest in that. I'll skip this one. I'll leave that to to the expert in that field. Or, or is it a, very much a team effort? Um. Well, so my specialty is photography. So Vivian May was like, perfect for me um and uh but the other exhibitions sometimes we have external curators uh which obviously will do the research and probably have a background in that area such as painting or sculpture 
Um, but usually there's, you know, in the research stages, either either we have a, a curator or not, it's um I'm usually quite in on the research and I always find something that interests me. It's all it's like the cross between painting and photography. Mm-hmm. It's it's all really interesting. Um and seeing how different artists work and their sort of ideologies about the world. Mm-hmm. It's all transferable into different um, you know, art mediums. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you do have to become like a mini expert, especially when you're giving tours. And yeah, but it's not yeah. a chore because you are generally kind of intrigued to find out more every day, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like using light, isn't it? Essentially, like I was watching something the other day, and they were talking about how painters have known like using light to create your artwork is like the most important thing for like hundreds of years, and mm. that we're kind of just like jumping onto the end of it with mm. photography, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's such a big crossover people like Edward Hopper and yeah. that type of who just I don't know their work is very well, I was going to say their work's very photographic but it's the other way around it's the other way around it? isn't it well it's funny because you know um I don't know if you guys have heard of him there's a photographer called Grainy Days or what's it Jason yeah so yeah. he so he's he's kind of always he in the back of his head Edward talk Hopper, talks about Edward Hopper yeah. a lot and how he tries to relate some of his photography work to that and put him himself in the mind of a mm. painter and through the you know, light and that kind of thing. But it, again, you just, you can't help you spiral into this kind of like educational kind of, I want to know more, I want to know more, I want to know more, but you're getting yeah. paid for it. So that's, that's, that's also yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's job, like, yeah, if you get to learn about art and design and stuff yeah. like that, that's very cool. And if, have you got any kind of exi- exhibitions coming up after Vivian Mayer that you're allowed to talk to, or has it not yet been announced? Yeah, we can talk about the next one. Uh, opening on the 15th of October, it's by a contemporary artist called Larry Achiampong, um, who is a multimedia artist. Uh, he's made a feature-length film, which has recently come out. Um, he has sculpture, photography, um, drawings, um yeah kind of lots of different bits of installation um and they explore kind of issues of uh racism kind of belonging being a a um you know a, a british uh Ghanaian. um a lot of it is about him kind of not feeling particularly welcome in in the uk um so yeah quite quite heavy subjects but it's approached with a almost kind of childlike sensibility a lot of his work is inspired by video games kind of pop culture sci-fi so it's all kind of about exploration and going on journeys um so i mean hopefully it'll be uh it'll be interesting to a lot of different people that's cool mm. well now now you've given us free season passes we'll have to check <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though that's exciting though right and so so I actually had a question, someone asked me a question to ask you guys, and it was based around the actual space itself and when you fit the exhibition, if you like, when you're actually filling it out. So is there like a team of people that have to like, you know, swear by they're not going to drop anything or is it just all hands on? Like, like no one drop this, make sure it's okay. That sculpture's going there. Or is it designed by, but like, is there a design team when it comes to actually presenting the exhibition? Because not all the artists are still around, right? Yeah. So um, I design the exhibition usually with the curator or the head of exhibitions. Um, So I designed Vivian Mayer and that was curated by somebody called Anne Morin. Um, So that was, I used this uh, software called SketchUp, which is like a 3D, 
you know, visualization computer design thing. And it's really good fun. Um, so, you know, drawing everything to scale and placing everything to make sure everything fits and, you know, working out how the public are going to move through the spaces. And, you know, it takes a lot of planning. I always um, think that because when I when let's take Vivian Mayer for arguments I get when I was in the gallery I saw a few people and it was busy which was great but it was obviously you've got such a big space you never feel like you haven't got time to look at something or it yeah. never felt crowded even though it was it, it was busy you know what I mean um, which was nice because it was nice to hear kind of other people's like takes on the photos but anyway I'm going off track here but I I kind of stuck to a route do you know what I mean like there's like three or four rooms and it took me around 15 minutes per room to walk around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you, you know, sit down and have a look, but I kind of followed it around a certain way, but I saw a few people just kind of staggering across and I didn't know if there was like, you know, you've got, is there a design pattern to, to how you should kind of walk around the, the gallery? I mean, there's not a set like route for people to take, but I suppose it always feels more natural um, if there's, you know, if you walk into a space and you kind of know which direction you need to go in, that kind of makes people feel a bit more at ease so they can walk through and concentrate on the artwork and not concentrate on whether they've got to turn left or right. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it was kind of themed as well, right? So, like, the first room was, just for argument's sake, black and white street photography. Then the next room yeah. is colour or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but that that kind of helps as well because you can kind of, you kind of feel immersed with everything around you, right? Yeah, and, um, you know, for like written text on the wall you know it's it's if you if you're jumping from subject to subject in different um in the same room then it can get quite disorientating and you're like oh what time period is this one from and so I mean as a general rule of thumb most of our exhibitions are um you know chronologically ordered yeah. uh this one was a little bit of an exception there's a little tiny bit of a mix like with the color work and the black and white work being separate but it's I think it's really important to see say all the color works together so you can see how Vivian was like working and how she was learning from each image she took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was cool that you got the books in there as well. Like I stood there looking through some of the books for, for a fair amount of time, to be fair. Um, and it was nice to see that. And obviously, you know, you're relating kind of everything that's around you to 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 your kind of self, if you know what I mean? Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like you can't help but walk around and kind of imagine putting yourself in in the shoes of Vivian or whoever the artist is do you know what I mean and you're like wow what and for me that's what photography I don't know if you're the same with photography but I, I I or if I see a photo that I'm drawn to for whatever reason I always kind of put myself in those shoes and like go, behind the camera yeah 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 right. I think what inspired yeah, you yeah. to take that photo but then you like with her work especially it just feels like she just got given this gift do you know what I mean she's yeah. just like oh yeah that looks cool I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah it's not really about the photos about what's going on yeah we should tell us about the exhibition then because we kind of oh, talked yeah, around it a bit haven't <laughs> we? but the um i don't know for like anyone i suppose most people know that anyone who doesn't know like trying to tell us who vivian mayor is and what the exhibition um what part of the work that you're covering in the exhibition okay i suppose that's me <laughs> <laughs> um so vivian mayor was well, let's start with the basics. So, you know, when she gets a lot of press coverage, it's always like, you know, the nanny who took photographs and this whole mysterious story of this mysterious woman kind of takes over from her images. And a lot of press coverage, yeah. It's mm -hmm. and especially the film Finding Vivian Mayer, it's all about how she was a um 
a nanny who took photos secretly and nobody ever saw them until she died and that's kind of the story but i think what this exhibition focuses on is more um the focus is more on the actual photographs and her eye for taking interesting photographs and um kind of the different people she captured and the locations and some kind of political commentary as well yeah i mean i first encountered vivian mayer um when my granddad gave me a photo book when i was at college and this was like her first photo book that was published um and i remember just being like really taken by you know the way that she was framing things and the decisions she was making like using shadows and mirrors and contrasting like different social classes in one image and you know all of these things and it's just instantly she's a really one recognizable photographer but she has a really unique style and I think as as a young person when I was at college then um it was just really inspiring and like inspired me to go out and take street photography so I think um yeah I think it will encourage lots of other people to be the next Vivian Mayer maybe you know yeah there's still a lot of people like she's got a style that's people are like emulating now basically still like however many years later it's like become quite a classic street style hasn't it yeah is there work that you saw that you got to see as part of this exhibition or helping put the exhibition together that you'd never seen before that things yeah I mean her audio recordings and the super eight footage I had no idea that she worked with super eight um so that was amazing because you actually see her eye move through a scene and you can sort of tell like as this you know as her camera pans around it's it stops on a particular thing and you're like oh she's going to take an image like um and so that was really interesting and also just hearing like her audio recordings as well to kind of get a better sense of who she was as a person Mm. um so that was really interesting for me it's crazy to think that like she did everything that she did like especially like especially with the video as well. Like you just think like what is she carrying around with her? Like you just imagine like she's you know, she's carrying like a medium format camera around with her, a super eight yeah. camera around with her, and she's probably got three kids that she's looking at at any one time. <laughs> Wandering the streets while she just stands there filming like a corner of the street. Yeah. You know? Like it's it's amazing to think that she managed to she had you know, she had the mind to be able to take the images that she wanted to while still kind of like being a nanny or like because most of her work was taken while she was while was she looking after children yeah i think I, I might be wrong in this there's more of a question right. i guess but from yeah. the impression i get a lot of her work is, is done on outings while she was working while mm. she's being a nanny uh, yeah she was noted to take her like the kids that she was looking after in some quite dodgy areas of chicago <laughs> yeah um and of course these families that were you know, trusting her with the children, um, probably quite wealthy, I would imagine. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, she did take, um, she, I mean, she traveled a lot on her own. Uh, so any international trip, she usually went on her own. Uh, she got some inheritance from an auntie, I believe. And um, so she just, she did a huge tour of literally the whole world, mm. went to, you know, um, uh, Asia, Thailand, um, Europe. It, she literally went all over the world. So obviously she wouldn't have had kids with her then. Um, but yeah, the majority of the work is probably, you know, accompanied by a child of some sort. And there was um, an interesting uh, article that was written um, for the exhibition. And um, it was kind of like looking at whether these children kind of gained her some access into some places, uh, you know, 
Uh, well, one for playgrounds, I would imagine that having a child with you would make that a bit more acceptable to photograph in a playground. And yeah, I'm sure there was other places as well. But how she came across as well, she seemed like quite stern, right? So like, and then like, I, I, I was always drawn to some of her photos of like abandoned buildings or abandoned kind of factory warehouses, whatever they might be. And how she got the access to get in there, like, I, I can't see her asking someone for permission. So then you just think, yeah, she's definitely just gone in there. She's walked in, fair play. But she stands yeah. out, right? Like, even even then, she's, she would have stood out. Like, it's not like she went dressed in camo and blended in and see, she was just like, no. I'm walking around here, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the impression you get. But again, you, you, there's no way of kind of confirming that, is there? Yeah, I think, have you watched the BBC documentary on her? Um, it's They've put it back onto iPlayer, but it was filmed quite a long time ago. But they interviewed um, like this guy that worked in a cinema uh, that she frequently visited. And he said that she stuck out like a sore thumb because she's kind of dressed in big hats and she's got her camera and she's not quite dressing for the same, you know, era. She's quite vintage clothing for, even for that time and things like that so yeah and she was um told off quite a few times for trespassing so oh, really? yeah she was arrested i think oh wow oh, okay. she talked her way out of that as well then i bet i'm sure <laughs> yeah. yeah that's one of those things i guess with street photography now isn't it that you like people try and blend in but some people try and blend in by really standing out and they're like i'm not trying to hide what i'm doing Anyway, so let, let's get let's get on to the reason why we're actually here in the first place, yeah. Because I came to the gallery, you reached out to us and was like, "Yeah, we should we should collaborate." And then I was like, "Yeah, let's do a giveaway." And I just assumed that you'd be happy to do a giveaway, um, which you very kindly accepted. So yeah, this is where we're at. So I think we should announce the winner yeah, of of yeah. the giveaway. We don't know, so it's going to be just as much of a surprise for us. But who's drum roll, please? Yeah, I'm not going to attend it. Who who uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who is the winner? Okay, so yeah, the winner of our competition to win a pair of tickets for the Vivian Mayer exhibition is Amanda Alston um, on Instagram. So yeah, we will contact her um, to arrange her prize. Awesome, yeah. I mean, we can't, you know, recommend the exhibition enough. In terms of, you know, if you're going there as like a photography fan um, and, you know, or as a Vivian Mayer fan, then yeah, it's so nice to see the work up close. Um, and especially like in the gallery itself like it's displayed really well it's big you know but not not too big like in a nice way and well, in fact I can't think I've been in the gallery any small uh, any bigger to be honest but yeah it's a big space but it's an awesome time and um yeah 100% go and check it out if you can when does the exhibition um finish again for for the Vivian exhibition uh 25th of September so yeah, I've got a couple of weeks left. It's only a couple of weeks, so yeah. get down. Okay, no, sorry, no, there's not quite a while. Yeah, this is only a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, highly recommend it if it is if it is kind of a commutable place for you. Milton Keynes is easy to get to. It's easy to park. Mm. Um, I'm assuming it's easy to get to. I have no idea from where we are. It's easy to get to, but I'm sure. <laughs> where it'll be easy to get to, but it's well worth a day out for sure. If you've joined us through ourselves then go support MK Gallery, check out what they're doing. And I'm sure, you know, if it's vice versa, come check out what we're doing. Is there anything else you guys would kind of want to talk about in terms of like the gallery itself and upcoming events? Angus, you might know more about this, but there's an ethics of documentary talk. Yes. Based on Vivian Mayer, which so if anybody's interested in sort of the ethics behind um, exhibiting Vivian's work and, you know, all of that stuff and documentary in general, 
21st of September, so a couple of days before it closes. Um, it's a panel discussion exploring the ethics surrounding documentary photography um, and photojournalism. Um, and it's free, so you can uh, book tickets on our website for that. Yeah, thank you so much for having a chat with us. Thank you so much for, you know, um, giving the, you know, running the giveaway with us as well. Um, and hopefully we can collaborate again in the future, right? Definitely, yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you to Alice and, say it. Angus. Angus, well done. Um, What's that Agnes, Agnes, like oh. Agnes Dean or oh. Agnes something else, but Angus. Anyway, thank you to them. We we yeah, spoke to them. We literally only spoke to them a few days ago, didn't we? Because we wanted to get this out fairly quickly. And even though we've got like, I swear, like half a dozen podcasts that we've still that we haven't put out with some quite famous photographers, but we're like yeah, <laughs> next couple of months. It, we've got so many pre-recorded podcasts. They are coming out soon. So yeah, next episode has got to be. Should we say who it is? Yeah, why not? Yeah, the next episode is going to be Martin Rotz, who is an amazing photographer. I've got his zine here. Is it? Yeah. It feels reductive to call it a zine because it's it's more so than beautiful. a zine. Yeah, it's just so well put together. It's sort of skate parks of of the world, but shot in his inimitable style. Very abstract. It's amazing, but yeah, but yeah I'm going to put his out next because. He's contacted us again, hasn't he? Like, hey, yeah, let's yeah. do another one. Like, again. Yeah. I haven't put this one out yet. Yeah, I think I think the reason was is that when we actually spoke to Matt, and you'll, I mean, you'll see in the next episode, mm. um, he was actually travel. He travels around in a camper van, which is amazing. Um, he exhibits his work and you know creates new work. But he was, uh, we recorded the podcast, and he was sat outside, so there's a little bit of wind or. It is, but it's it's all right. It's it's. Yeah. That's our style. We don't too much about quality, do we? Yeah, but um, we've got some good ones coming up as well. So, um, so Luke, what have you been up to in the last week, the last couple of weeks? I went to Wales and right, I took like twelve rolls of film with me and two cameras, and which I was I've like, only been uh, scanning in for you. Yeah, you did scan a couple of rolls, didn't you? Well, you've only done one so far. Yeah, but... sorry, I, <laughs> I took like. <laughs> ready to go is that the black and white you did no, the black and white this is the positive yeah slide film is so cool to look at yeah it's awesome it's just i wish i'd taken better photos but that was the first roll i've ever shot so there you go it looks cool like that behind a light you can't really see it you can't there, see it on there but you can get it, in the light. it looks wicked but yeah i went to wales and i took all this film and lots of different types of film two cameras and was like I'm only going to shoot film. And I posted a picture of uh, of all the film I'd taken on Instagram. This is like, yeah. And I think we got some replies like, ha ha, lol, not enough film. And that's about it. And I put a picture of it on Reddit. The anger. So many angry people. Too, too much film or not enough? Why have you bought that much film? You're only going for four days. Why have you bought two cameras that have got a very similar focal length? I'm like, well, because one's point and shoot and one's a rangefinder. Uh, also, I've got spare lens. I've got different lenses for the rangefinder, so shut up. But and lots of people. Got a shitload of film that you need to use, yeah. But yeah, and also I like the thirty. They've both what you know. One, my rangefinder's got a thirty-five mil lens, and the contacts is like 
38 or whatever. So yeah, they're similar, but you can have black and white in one, colour in another, or just two different types of colour film. Or just different shooting styles or whatever. But yeah, I got loads of really angry replies. It was really funny. And um, yeah, like, why have you bought that much film? It's too much film for four days. But anyway... I kind of made it a bit of a mission to like shoot as much as possible. So I've shot five rolls and I'm about halfway through the sixth roll. Fucking hell. But I've got, I've got, I'm waiting for one roll, a roll of ectochrome to come back. Is it ectochrome? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. To come back. So there better be some good shots on that because I took so many photos of the same thing, same bit of beach. And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes you'd like, I, I think, you know, maybe because we're not anywhere near the beach, right? We're so Midland that when we go to the beach, we take more photos than, say, your average person. But at the same time, you take as, like, if you're looking to try and take some nice photos, some nice, you know, memorable photos, then you've got to take photos to try and, you know, you, you're not necessarily going to use all of them, are you? But you can't just take one and hope it's going to be okay. It's better. No, I know. I took a lot of landscape. Of the shots you don't take, there you go. Well, yeah, this is true, mm. Michael Scott. But I <laughs> I took so many photos of the same little bits of landscape on the mm. same focal length on grey days as well because it wasn't very sunny. So I've, I thought, oh, they'll be really moody and misty and stuff. Nah, they just look a bit dull. But I did get some cool like family photos, a couple of cool like street photography pictures. And I do enjoy just like snapping away. But I was like, maybe I should have called it on the film a bit. But there you go. So well, let us know if you're listening to this. If you're still listening to this, you're awesome. But if you are still <laughs> listening to this and you do shoot analog film, we love digital, by the way. Just a quick, quick announcement. Lots of people message us saying, oh, it's so good to see an analog page or an analog company. We, we are lovers of digital and analog just yeah. to clarify but if you go away on holiday how many rolls of film do you take let us know leave a comment yeah exactly you've got to take too much yeah but i've always lived by the motto which my dad told me i remember when i was little it's better to have have it and not need it than need it and not have it i've lived yeah. my life like that oh you dear yeah <laughs> carry around wads of money with me just in case yeah 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 um, but yeah, it did make me think maybe I've been shooting too much film. I haven't shot any digital photos for ages other than like the odd one or two days. Maybe I need to pick up the Fuji a bit more. And well, to be fair, though, I've only got three rolls of 35 mil film in my fridge and mm. like two of them are expired that I'm, I'm saving, but I don't really know why. Maybe for us to make a video on or something. And then I've got some Cinestill black and white XX. Mm. Again, like I, I, that would be my go-to if I need to put some film in my camera. That's all I've got, so I don't mm. mind shooting that at all. But yeah. because I know it's more of a, I don't want to say a premium roll of film, but I feel like it's not something I shoot all the time. So I'm kind of waiting to go out and shoot it specifically on like a photo walk or something I'll, I want to work on, rather than just load it in my camera and have it for in the camera for a week or so. Do you know what I mean? Is it because but, I bought it for you? I think so, yeah. Hold yeah. on for it. Hold on for that wanna... a, day, a day date with you. It's really special, but, that roll of film. But yeah. We... But if you've got a lot of film, though, the point I was going to make is if you've got a lot of film, you you kind of naturally drift to picking up a few rolls and being a bit more trigger happy, right? I think I had 20 rolls in the fridge. And I'm, yeah, and you, honest, you, know, you, 
you're a subscriber of the supersonic analog wonderland wonderbox right so you get a film sent to you might have it on pause at the moment yeah cut that out until i've until i've shot this yeah i'm not buying any more film yeah um ready so my dinner's ready lovely cool all right well was that interesting i don't know you're still listening to this you get email us at front photography at gmail dot i don't know what our email address is email you get a, front photographic at gmail.com and say just, just email us and say yes please and we'll send you a leica m6 yeah Drop a comment down below saying, I want a Leica M6 and maybe your wishes will come true. Definitely. Um, that'll do. Yeah, we didn't talk about my day, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I just said, cool.